0: Welcome to Season 5 of the Jesus, Joy, and Java Podcast. I am so glad you're here, as this will be an exciting season. Is there a woman of the Bible that has impacted your walk with Jesus? I'm looking forward to the next few weeks as we learn about some incredible women who were brave, faithful, and obedient to God's calling. The more we know about these women, the more we will be able to understand God's character. Let's get ready to sit at the feet of Jesus as we get to know some women of the Bible. Welcome to the series on the Woman of the Bible. Today we will be learning about Queen Esther and how God was able to use her to accomplish His purpose. I've titled this episode, For Such a Time As This, because as you will learn today, God's purpose was accomplished through Esther in the uncertain time in which she lived. For Such a Time As This is also a verse from the book of Esther, which can be found in chapter 4, verse 14. Let's begin by learning some of Esther's background. The book of Esther, is one of the only two books in the Bible named after a woman. The other one is the Book of Ruth. It's important to know that Esther was not her only name. Back in those days, it was a common practice to have both a Babylonian and a Hebrew name. Esther had two names. Her Hebrew name was Hadassah, meaning Myrtle, and Esther, Was her Babylonian name, meaning star. We read in Esther chapter 2, verse 7, that Esther was an orphan being raised by her uncle Mordecai. We also know that Esther was a beautiful virgin. When King Xerxes was looking for a new queen, an edict followed requiring virgins from all over the empire to be brought before the king so that he can choose his new queen esther was chosen from among 400 virgins this was a usual custom of selecting a harem all of the virgins would become the king's concubines but only one would be the main wife that was queen esther she was responsible for planning and preparing the royal banquets entertainment at the palace and she fulfilled the king's desires Now, here's a brief summary of the book of Esther from BibleStudyTools.com. The entire book is 10 chapters, and I highly encourage you to go back and read those chapters on your own. The story of Esther begins with a grand banquet at the palace of King Xerxes. The king had become drunk on wine and commanded that his wife, Queen Vashti, come out before everyone to show how beautiful she was. Queen Bashti refused to be paraded before everyone. King Xerxes was so angry at her disrespect and disregard for his request that he divorced her. The king called for a nationwide beauty pageant to be held to find a new attractive queen. A Jewish woman named Esther was taken with other young women to a citadel. Esther's uncle Mordecai had taken Esther in and raised her as his own after Esther's parents had died. A man named Haggai was put in charge of preparing the women for meeting the king. Esther's beauty won her Haggai's favor, and even though she was given special attention, she remained quiet and humble, as she was being careful to not tell anyone her nationality, just as Mordecai had warned her not to. When it was Esther's turn to go before the king, he immediately found her the most attractive and beautiful of all women, and placed the royal crown on her head. King Xerxes held a great banquet for his new queen, Esther. Esther continued to hide her Jewish background, as Mordecai had instructed her to, because he knew that it would be dangerous for her if anyone found out that she was a Jew. One night, when Mordecai was sitting by the king's gate, he overheard two guards named Bigthana and Teresh, conspiring to assassinate King Xerxes. Mordecai told Queen Esther of the plan, and Esther told the king, giving credit to Mordecai for overhearing the plan. The two guards were hanged. Later on, we learn that Mordecai refused to bow down to Haman, the highest of all nobles. When Haman found out about this and that Mordecai was a Jew, Haman became enraged with anger and wanted to kill not only Mordecai but all of the Jewish nation. Haman convinced King Xerxes to kill all Jews as they stood in opposition to the king's rule. King Xerxes agreed and set a date for all Jews to be killed. Mordecai told Esther about the king's edict to kill all Jewish people. Esther feared for her life and tried to avoid his request to do something. Mordecai again pleaded with Queen Esther to do something to save the people. Esther responded by instructing all Jews to join her in fasting for three days and three nights. Then she would approach the king with her request. Esther went to King Xerxes after three days of fasting, and the king asked her what her request was. Queen Esther asked the king and Haman to join her at a banquet the next day. The king said yes, and asked Esther to let her request be known at the banquet. Haman was still so enraged with Mordecai that he went to set up a pole to impale Mordecai the morning before the banquet. The king could not sleep that night and began to read a book that contained all that had happened during his reign. The king read and was reminded of how Mordecai exposed the plot to assassinate the king. The king wanted to reward Mordecai for his good deed and he called Haman in to ask what should be done for a man who the king delights in. Haman thought the king was talking about himself and responded by saying, extravagant gifts and honor. Haman was even more enraged when the king told him that it was Mordecai. The next day was the banquet Queen Esther had called for. The king again asked Esther what her request was so he could grant her what she wanted. Esther boldly asked that she and her people be spared, and that Haman had plotted to kill all Jews for money. The king was filled with anger against Haman, and had him hanged on the very pole that Haman had set up for Mordecai. Queen Esther and Mordecai were given Haman's estate. They were honored with royal garments, and a decree was written to protect all the Jews. Okay, so this was only a summary of all the 10 chapters of the book of Esther. And like I said earlier, I recommend that you go back and read the entire book of Esther for yourself, as there are many, many more details. So for this episode, I want to talk about the valuable lessons that we can learn from the book of Esther. Here are five lessons, which I think are very important. Lesson number one. God can use any of us to do extraordinary things. In Exodus chapter 9, verse 16, it says, But for this purpose I have raised you up to show you my power, so that my name may be proclaimed in all the earth. As I mentioned at the beginning of today's episode, God's purpose was accomplished through Esther in uncertain times. She lived in a time when Israel was in captivity due to their disobedience to God. She was adopted by her uncle Mordecai. During that time, being a Jew was frowned upon, but God still used Esther to carry out his plan, a plan that he ordained long before Esther was born. In Season 4, we talked about God's promise in Jeremiah 29 11. He has a plan and a purpose for each one of us. So, have faith that God can use you too. Pray and ask Him to show you His plan for your life. Lesson number two. It's what's in the heart that matters the most. You can be beautiful on the outside and still be humble. What I mean is that even though the king fell in love with Esther's outward beauty, her quiet spirit and humility made her inner beauty and her faith shine brightly. In First Samuel sixteen seven, it says, the Lord does not look at the things that people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. As we just read in the summary, the eunuch Haggai was assigned to prepare Esther for the beauty pageant. She was not demanding, she was not a diva, She didn't even request Evian water for her bath. (laughs) I heard many years ago that Mariah Carey is such a diva when she's on tour that she demands only Evian water. There's another diva by the name of J-Lo that demands only white in her dressing room. This includes white candles, tables, couches, drapes, everything good grief. (laughs) Esther was definitely not a diva. She had the opportunity to request anything that she wanted. She could have been demanding like Mariah or JLo, but she remained humble. It was her faith in God that everyone saw. If you are blessed by good looks or a good physique, but you have a quick temper or a bad attitude, there is no amount of makeup that can hide that. So sister, God blessed you with your looks, but it's ultimately up to you to treat people with respect. So it's best to be humble and have a heart of gratitude. Don't forget, you are a daughter of the King. Lesson number three, our strength comes from the Lord. As it says in the book of Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. When Esther was reminded that she may have been made queen for such a time as this, she drew on her strength to save her fellow Jews. But that strength was not of her own. Her strength came from God. She fasted and prayed and drew on the supernatural strength from God to approach the king and save a nation. So when you feel weak, when life struggle seems so overwhelming and you feel like you just can't do it, give it to God and let him do it for you. Let him fight your battles. Another lesson from this book is that we can make an impact for generations. In 1 Peter two nine, it says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light." When Esther took the step of faith and spoke up to save her people, she didn't even realize how much her selfless and brave acts would impact many generations to come. How can we step out in faith today? You don't have to go out and do anything crazy. Believe it or not, you can make a great impact by just praying for someone. I'm not sure if I've shared this before, but I had a congregation of about 50 people praying for me for over 30 years. Yes, it was my biological mother's church. She joined that church shortly after she sent me to live in El Salvador when I was three months of age. I shared that story in a previous episode. But when I met my mother for the first time at the age of 35, she took me to visit her congregation and every person I met at her church that day hugged me and said, we've been praying for you for 35 years. Wow, prayer is powerful. It can impact many generations to come. You never know, prayer can turn their life around and they can go out and do something positive to impact other people's lives. Now the final lesson that we can learn from this book is that God's timing is perfect. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 we read, There is an appointed time for everything, and there is a time for every event under heaven. When Esther learned of Haman's plan to kill her people, she didn't go to the king immediately. She took time to pray and fast with her uncle Mordecai and the other Jews until God showed her when it was the appointed time to approach the king. While they were praying and fasting, God was keeping the king awake at night, reading a book about the kingdom. But what could have happened if she would have approached the king as soon as she heard about the plan? The king would not have had the opportunity to read the book, which reminded him of Mordecai's good deed of saving his life. This is what opened the door for Mordecai to be honored and Esther to ask the king to save the lives of the Jews. So Esther's story is a reminder to us that God's timing is always perfect and to always pray while we wait for God to answer our prayer and instruct us okay i must admit this is a tough one for me because i am such a type a personality i'm the kind of person who likes to plan and immediately take action i do whatever it takes to get it done my husband on the other hand is the complete opposite He doesn't take action right away, and it can drive me crazy sometimes, but I know that he is praying and he is waiting on God to give him the green light or to close the door. God knew that I needed a type C husband who would stop, pray, and wait on God because his timing is always perfect. Sisters, I hope that you were encouraged by Queen Esther's beautiful story of wisdom and bravery. May we be more like Esther and allow God to use us for such a time as this. Please join me next week as we learn about another woman of the Bible. For this series on the women of the Bible, I would like to recommend a book that will help you cultivate Christ-honoring daily habits and overcome fear and build unwavering faith. This book is titled The Set-Apart Woman by Leslie Ludy. Have you ever felt an ache for something more than your Christian walk? Do you long to leave apathy behind and pursue passionate devotion to the one true King? Leslie Ludi presents a powerful, beautiful vision for becoming holy, consecrated to Christ, showing you how to trade unfulfilling distractions for purpose-filled living and exchange confusion and doubt for joy and confidence. I hope that you will join me in reading this book. I have included the link for this book in the show notes and also in the Jesus, Joy, and Java Facebook page. If today's episode has inspired you to grow closer to God through His Word, please share this podcast with a sister friend. Your sharing and caring has allowed the Jesus, Joy, and Java podcast to rank in the top 30% of the most globally shared podcasts on Spotify. Please continue to help me get God's Word to more women all over the world. And don't forget to follow Jesus, Joy, and Java on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. All of the links are in the show notes. May our lives always be filled with more Jesus, more joy, and more Java. See you next week.